The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? In the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email spots. clients. Identify Some fonts from where to find the Welcome to International SEO Week on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and this week we're going to publish an episode every day discussing how you can get the best possible SEO performance out of your site around the globe. Joining us for International SEO Week is Sarah Presh, who is the Senior Customer Marketing Manager for Searchmetrics, which is an SEO and content marketing platform that helps enterprise-scale businesses monitor their online presence and make data-driven decisions. So far this week, Sarah and I have talked about your options for international SEO translations. Yesterday, we talked about how to consider your international SEO strategy, and today we're going to talk about the cultural nuances of localizing your content for a specific country. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here is the third installment of International SEO Week with Sarah Presh, Senior Customer Marketing Manager at Searchmetrics. Sarah, welcome back to International SEO Week on the Voices of Search podcast. Hello again. Excited to have you back as our guest. I want to continue our conversation. So far, we've talked about, you know, the cost and the strategies for translation, the strategies for expanding into different countries, figuring out where you should internationalize, who's going to be your resources, what are some of the technical factors you need to consider. At the end of the day, you have to have somebody who has a deep understanding of the cultural nuances of the area that you're translating. My favorite example of international SEO problems. In the United States, if I wore a garment that goes from my waist to my ankles, I would call them pants. In the UK, and what I would call underpants are the things that you wear under your pants. It's totally different in the UK. Pants are underpants and knickers are pants. These are the things that flummox me 
It's also the things that you need to consider when you're internationalizing. How do you understand some of the cultural nuances? It's very tricky. Every country is a unique snowflake. Talk to me about understanding the market that you're in. Yeah, this is, again, where you need to be kind on yourself. You can't understand every single market and you can't understand the difference nuances everywhere around the world. I'd love to, but I don't think it's ever going to be possible. So this is where you need help from somebody who actually knows the market, who has marketed in the market and knows exactly what they're doing. So we get back into the strategy and the people, right? You need somebody who understands the cultural nuances. But if you're expanding into multiple different markets, let's say I'm expanding everywhere in Europe. I don't know, that's 25 countries or so. How big is the EU now? I guess it's fluctuating every year. That means I need 25 people in 25 different markets. It's probably not worth staffing someone in I don't know, Denmark, it's not a very big market. So how do you figure out how to have the culture expertise without having to expand your staff? Yeah, that's where you can get like an external advisor or you can make the most of your in-country agency or your SEO person who you've got in-country, the person that you've chosen basically in step one, because I hate to say it, Even if countries are next to each other, they do have different cultural needs. If you look at Denmark and Germany, for example, they're right next to each other. PPC is really, really popular in Denmark. Germans don't trust it. We've had issues with a Danish company who were looking to expand into Germany. They decided to use PPC as their main tool to go into Germany. Didn't work. It failed completely. And so we had to sit down with them and tell them, look, Germans don't trust PPC. You've got to stop. So there's not only the understanding of language and how the language changes, there's also the user behaviors that are different. Some people are looking for different types of content. So tell me more stories about some of the differences between languages and what are some of the problems that you've seen people run into, not only with language, but within you know cultural and buying experiences? Yeah, so I can give you quite a good example using the UK and the Czech Republic. Um, So I was working with a company based in the UK. They sold lawnmowers, very exciting products. (laughs) And they like to think of themselves as a very upper class, very top-notch kind of lawnmower provider. And they were trying to expand into Eastern Europe, mainly the Czech Republic. So when we took a look at their keyword map, their keyword map was all based on like top quality lawnmowers, best lawnmowers, everything that kind of signals top quality, that kind of thing. The problem is that Czech buying behavior, Czech people love a good deal and Czech people aren't necessarily looking for top quality lawnmowers. When we looked at the search data, people were searching for cheap lawnmowers. Um, I don't know, sales on lawnmowers, that kind of thing. Basically looking for a good deal. So some countries are going to be value oriented and some of them are going to be quality oriented. See, this is where it gets a little bit more complicated because Czech people don't want something cheap and nasty. They just want to feel like they're getting a good deal. So we had to go and sit down with the client and say, look, you can't go in with your top quality lawnmower keywords because nobody's looking for it. You're going to have to go in with cheap lawnmowers as your keywords. And they kind of just like nearly had a heart attack there. They're like, but we're not cheap and nasty. We're the best. We can't possibly go in with that. And we had to explain to them that, you know, Czech people search differently. Czech people love getting a good deal. And if you give them a top quality lawnmower for a good price, they're going to love you forever. So you're looking at understanding not only how people think about 
what is quality, what is value, what is the deal, right? These are all very kind of nuanced ways. And also there's different ways to describe that. I'm assuming that there's different words in each language to describe those things. It's hard enough for me to explain as a native English speaker in English. And so it gets back into sort of the art and science of internationalization. It is very nuanced. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So I guess the question is, you've got your existing content and you're not just going to naturally translate it into a new language. So how do you figure out what to translate and what you need to modify? Again, that's where it all comes down to your keyword research because some of the content might be okay. Some of them you might just have to do a little bit of editing, but then when you get things like your top quality lawnmowers, you're going to have to go in with a completely different strategy if your keywords are cheap lawnmowers. So you're going to have to rewrite absolutely everything. So decisions all come down to keywords, I'm afraid. There's an order of operations question here, which is, okay, I've decided that I'm going to expand into the Czech Republic. Let's take our content. Let's start translating it. Uh Uh-oh, now we've got a problem. I've made this commitment to translate my content. I'm expanding into this new market, but it's going to be more expensive because I'm not translating, I'm rewriting. So what's the order of operations? Do you do your keyword research first? Do you commit to your country first? Walk me through the thought process of understanding these type of problems and when can you discover them? Yeah, I think the best thing that you can do is make sure that you do your keyword research and your keyword mapping right at the beginning before you even start looking at translation, because that will identify if you can reuse the content, if you can't use the content, if you've got to go in a completely different direction and rewrite everything. That way as well, when you are getting your content adapted, if you're using the right kind of or well-skilled people, people will be able to actually take your English content and actually adapt it to the keywords. So talk to me about some of the different channels that you think about when you're going through internationalization. Yeah. So basically, as you know, as every marketer knows, you have to be where your target audience are. And every different country kind of has a set place where they like to hang out, if that makes sense. So if you look at Germany, for example, they don't use LinkedIn, they use Zing. So therefore, you have to make sure that you're localizing your content and posting it on Zing as opposed to 
LinkedIn. If you're looking at China, they have completely different platforms altogether because you can't even get on Facebook or whatnot. Um, so you have to be optimizing for WeChat. So again, it's taking a look at it, taking a step back, taking a look at it, understanding the actual what the local people do, where they hang out, how they buy, and then making sure that you try to mimic that. Yeah, I think that this goes back into our strategy conversation as, as you're thinking of internationalization, the things that you need to consider are who are you targeting? What's the country? What is the buying behavior? Then you get into what content do I have? Is that content a fit? Then you get into the translation process. So understanding this cultural nuance, understanding some of the pain points of localization, you're not just thinking about, well, how do I actually translate my content and move from German to Spanish to French to English and so on. You're thinking about what do the people in that given market actually care about? And also, when you get that content, when you make sure that you have the right content that's being translated into the local market, then what happens? Where are you taking that content and can you share it on some of the other channels that are out there? And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Sarah Presh, who is the Senior Customer Marketing Manager at Searchmetrics. Join us again tomorrow when Sarah and I discuss the importance of micro-localization. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to contact Sarah, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can visit her personal website, which is sarah.presh.ie, which is S-A-R-A-H dot P-R-E-S-C-H dot I-E. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app. And we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. Music.